Welcome to Fostering Our Faith podcast. Today's guest, Michelle Saunders-Gotch, is the founder of Altered Stories Ministries. Her podcast is in over 61 countries worldwide as she shares these incredible stories of people's lives who have been altered by the Lord's leading. Listen in as she shares all of these amazing things that is going on in her ministry, including her new upcoming book. Michelle, welcome to Fostering Our Faith podcast. Well, thank you. This is a blessing and honor, and I loved having you as a guest on my show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope I can really bless your awesome listeners. So several months ago, I got to be a guest on the Altered Stories Ministry. And this is a amazing podcast of people who are heading in one direction and God picks them up and says, nope, we're going a different direction. Listening to several of the podcasts, it reminds me of Saul on the way to Damascus and, you know, becoming Paul. And just that drum, dramatic, or even, you know, the woman at the well, these, these dramatic stories where I love to say, God did not Instagram the Bible. Like he shows us the bad and we need that because, you know, that's us essentially. So these, these stories are just life-changing because you see God at work. So can you tell us a little bit about how the ministry started and how it's going now? Well, thank you. So I have a God story around how this ministry was started because I'm a childhood cult survivor and I went through um, quite a journey of trauma having come out of that from the age of seven to 12. And I had a story inside of me that I needed to share and I didn't know how. And so I suppressed it and it wasn't until later on in my life when I had taken a medication that was to help me with anxiety, um, and depression that I overdosed on the, um, the actual, um, dose um, it wasn't intentionally, it was just, I was given too much and I went through panic attacks and a lot of different stress as a result of it. And I had to undergo, um, some stress management counseling. It was through that, that I discovered that the trauma that I went through really affected me in many, many ways. And I had to get my story um, out there and share and begin to heal. And when I did that uh, through the stress management counselor, who is a Christian, um, I started to see some healing. And as I went through the process of trying to get back on my feet, God began to show me how important it was to be able to share stories um, with others, hard stories and to, um, take those hard stories to him. And, uh, I had really never did that. I never really, you know, went and talked with God about it. Albeit I was still, um, 
practicing Christianity, I was walking around a lot with just this shame and this secret. Um, And so it wasn't until after I went through that counseling and then God brought me to um, several mentors and a church body that I was able to share um, my experience and what I went through to encourage other women. This was specifically in women's ministry, which is where I have always felt called. Um, And that is when the healing started to take place, not only in me as I shared and started seeing God's hand in his work and how he was bringing me through this so that I could start the ministry that I am currently leading now, Altered Stories Ministry. But it was through that sharing when I started to see other women who heard my story too heal. And then God just started bringing uh, just a variety of opportunities for me to share. And then I started, you know, down this road of feeling called to this ministry and podcasting. And, you know, I always wanted a talk show. I wanted women to share. I wanted them to have a platform to be able to come on my show and share with others the work that God had done in them. And through my time at Focus on the Family, I was blessed to be able to um, just sit down and talk to the head of broadcasting, Rob Kirkpatrick, and talk to John, um, who John Fuller, who heads up the broadcasting team, and uh, just got a bunch of pointers and different input and insight. And they helped me come up with the name of the show uh, through a, a group of uh, broadcast women and uh, just one step after another. And then, you know, I turned it into a nonprofit ministry and we're an evangelistic nonprofit storytelling ministry um, that not only helps women tell their stories, but helps them write and share. And so we're working on that too and giving them testimony of, opportunities and uh, helping heal uh, through the power of the story. So guys, this is interesting. Going into this, you know, I knew about the podcast. I, I too was in a cult and you're talking about realization. So I'm 16 years old. I get arrested for the umpteenth time and the judge says, okay, you can go to juvie or you can go until you're 18, or you can go to this place up north, a home for troubled teens. And I do the math. I'm like a year's a lot shorter than, you know, juvie. So that's where I want to go. And this place is a cult. Christians can disagree about a lot of stuff, but they can't disagree about the cross. And this place was, there was no contact with the outside world. There was no contact with the opposite sex. There was no, like, you couldn't call home. You couldn't, I mean, you could write letters, but they were read, you know, they were screened. Um, and I was there for four years. This place was amazing with the story of the cross, but everything else was completely not biblical. Um, and so hearing you say you're coming out of that, because as I came out, I'm realizing, like, I, you know, I went to 579 
to get a pair of wide leg jeans and they were like they haven't existed in many years um like different things that that and even then realizing I was in foster care I was an aged out youth like these things built as more realization came to what had happened and so I I started realizing that I had a story you know and I had a I especially as I'm talking to people they're like really like really you know and you're like that's not normal (laughs) you know kind of thing um and so that idea of of coming out of the cult world um is is a powerful time in someone's life you know to realize that that that's not how god operates you know he's grace and mercy and legalism is false kind of thing um so of course my life is now all about foster and adoption and that's my world so can you share your connection to the foster and adoptive world yeah what a blessing it is to be affiliated with you know your ministry here but my connection to the foster, uh, fostering and adoptive world has just come through friends of mine who have did this. Um, I had several friends in Colorado who adopted their girls and I had a family member who adopted through foster care. And so, um, that is how I, began to get exposed to what foster care and what adoption really is all about. And my daughter's um, two best friends were the girls that were adopted. And so, you know, I, um, I learned a lot about the type of people that do this and how special they are and how self um self selfless they are and then i had another gal who worked on my team at compassion international and she started the whole fostering um um a journey uh she left and then her and her husband started fostering and she would post stories of what was happening, um, with her journey. And then now she adopted one of her foster daughters. And then there's also another gal locally that had been waiting and waiting and waiting to get a foster, uh, child and, uh, one that she could adopt. And so she is going through the process right now. And, you know, she's very careful about what she shares for protection of privacy. You know, the journey of our nephew, who was a foster child, was, you know, really impacting because we saw what it was involved and what it took for um, my brother and sister-in-law at that time to bring um the child into their home and all the assimilation and, you know, the challenge it was to do that and how it affected, you know, the whole family dynamic. And then also the blessing from it too. And my daughter, you know, that was one of her cousins 
And so she, you know, she was very empathetic to that and being aware. So, you know, we saw how that was handled and how the church handled that because it was through their church that they got this little one who is grown now into a, a, a young adult. So hopefully that gives you kind of an idea of, of my exposure to foster uh, care and adoption. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that I don't know lots of foster kids, but I do know there's more that have been adopted that I have, you know, I've been able to um, learn to love or get to know or to be part of their lives. And that's a blessing. That is for sure. I think sometimes that's the missing piece when, you know, a couple might be signing up to take the classes and then they get the placement. But we forget that there's grandparents that fall in love with these children. There are cousins that fall in love with these children and aunts, uncles, that kind of thing. And so, you know, these kids are so deeply, deeply loved. And if they have to go to another foster home or they go home to their biological parents, there's a loss throughout the entire family. Like this is not just the foster parents who are going to feel this. Um, <clears throat> we had specifically one little boy that lived with us for, about a, I want to say over a year and a half. And I mean, he was like, everybody adored him. Like everybody adored him, but especially my mother-in-law. And when he left, she was just crushed. You know, she really was. Um, and, and that was hard. And then you wonder, like, am I doing this? Like, on, not on purposely I'm doing this and I'm, I'm hurting people you know by having the kids here and loving them but you know it's, it all comes full circle um, and especially with like social media and things now you know you can keep up with <clears throat> for the most part our kids that have gone home the birth parents have you know let us stay on Facebook and we get to see them grow up and, and that kind of thing um, so a good majority of them have moved away and so um so yeah, you're spot on when you say it's not just the foster parents, it's not just the birth parents, it's everybody in the whole picture. So I feel like when you lead a ministry, your mind is always running. Like That's how I am with foster blessings. <laughs> like, what is, I? sometimes I think my elder board is like, just go take a nap, like just go lay down. <laughs> so I seem to always have like some kind of new plan or new idea. Um, and I would love to hear what is on your mind and what is happening in your world of Altered Stories Ministry. Thank you, Angela. That's a great question. Well, right now on the horizon, we got a board meeting this week. And yeah, my mind is always running 100 miles an hour with different things that we can do. And we got to reel me in obviously. Um, but we're looking at a statement of faith and developing that within the ministry right now. So that's something that we're working on. We are recruiting for a board treasurer. Um, I think I have someone, it's been a while, but you got to keep your board team going and you've got to keep, you know, growing and bringing on people that have vision and innovation and want to support and want to help you. And so that's been a big undertaking too. And then um, we're developing uh, a 52-week e-devotional that will uh, 
be available on a landing page in our website for a small donation to those who are interested. And I'm going to download, and then they'll be able to go to 52 of our top God stories that we have out there. And they can um, listen and then read the reflection, the scripture, and take notes and see how God can speak to them through the story. So we hope there'll be some healing and um, God will really work in awareness in so many areas for those um, that want to continue to grow through the God stories that we're sharing, which are a lot of stories with a lot of different themes and blessings, um, you know, with all the stuff that's going on right now in our world, we just, that brings hope, lots of hope. And that's where I think we all need it. And so we're really excited about that. And then of course I'm writing my book and I'm trying to get that out. It'll be a healing memoir book. Um, and then we're starting to do a little bit more marketing, getting ourselves out there at local events. There's a, a local event here in the Kansas City area where they bring in Christian music, musicians and groups. And we're going to put our booth out there um, so that people can kind of get uh, the feel of what we do, who we are. Um, and we're adding some music, by the way, to our and rap. We're adding some of that to some of the stories because God's bringing all types of women to us with different backgrounds. So that's a blessing. So we're, you know, God is just continuing to grow. And I'm going to have a woman from Barbados coming and she's going to share her God story too. So we're in 61 countries now and, you know, God just keeps bringing different women with different callings and different platforms and what God's done in their lives to share. And so there's definitely a lot of new things. And that word right now is like the key word in my life and <clears throat> so many of my friends right now. And that word is hope because things are dark right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of things that we just don't know how they're supposed to look, what it's going to look like tomorrow. You know, we're talking like jobs and incomes and, you know, food shortages and all the things that, you know, you're just like, what is happening, right? Like, I mean, unprecedented. And so it's no different in the foster care world right now. It, it really is not. And we are hearing things like, I want to disrupt my placement. I want to disrupt my adoption. And what, where is that coming from? Like, what is that, what is spurring that, you know? And so when you hear these things and you see the, the darkness that follows it, somebody's got to bring hope. And that's what your stories are doing. Your stories are saying to people, yes, there is trauma. Yes, there is loss. There is all of these things, but we don't stay there. As children of God, we don't live in that. And does it come back? It sure does. I, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that's the problem with a living sacrifice is that it just keeps crawling off the altar, you know? And so every time, you know, we think that we're like, okay, I'm past this, I'm past this. We might not be, but we get past it again. And, you know, 
the saints are just the sinners that rise up, right? That's all. We're just the same as you. We're just getting back up and getting back up and, you know, we get knocked down. And so that that is exactly that word hope is exactly what we want to bring out of this podcast, out of your podcast, you know, is to have people see that and and to really experience it, you know. And so I thank you for using that word. That is that is very powerful. Um, so any last minute things that you want us to know? Um, I know you said you're in 61 countries, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And in the podcasting world, it's 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 really nice how they like lay out like literally like who's listening? What age are you? What are you listening on? Are you listening on a laptop on a phone? Like it's pretty specific what you know the information that you can get. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to share? Oh, well, thank you. I do want to share, there is an incredible foster dad out there. And I don't know if you've ever seen him on Facebook or any of his reels or on TikTok. He's a single guy and he grew up in poverty and had really hard things happen to him. And his name is Peter. Um, It's a long pronounced name, um, but he is always putting such encouraging things out there about the kids that he fosters. And he's got about 10 of them and he's went through the journey of, you know, them being adopted. And, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to mention him to you. It, his, his last name is like Mudabazi, Peter Mudabazi. And he's got like 12,000 followers and, um, he's just a, um, um, a advocate for fostering and child advocacy. And so I wanted to mention him to you, you know, right now he's praying the Lord will bring him a, a, a wife that he can foster with. But, you know, he has brought a great deal of awareness to that, too, um, in terms of making others known. And, um, you know, like he has a reel out there around a seven-month duration of bonding with a child that's leaving, you know. And he's so real, you know, because he he just, you know tells it like it is. And so I wanted to mention that to you because I, I forgot about him and he, he has really opened my eyes to the whole journey of fostering. Lord, I thank you so much for Michelle. I thank you for her heart to tell these stories of all that you are doing in people's lives across the globe. I pray that you will just give her strength to continue in the ministry as it grows, that you will just give her the leadership skills that she needs on her new projects and books. And I also pray that you will just strengthen the listeners who hear these incredible stories of what you've done. It is in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.